An entitled Karen freaks out on my family, claims that she owns the road we're driving our ATVs on, and she doesn't appreciate the noise that we're making. Here's what happened. So this story took place earlier today. Me and my family were riding around the neighborhood on dirt bikes and quads. And for context, it is completely legal to ride around this area as it is county land. And we were planning to go to the desert so we don't bother anyone. We do live on our own land, but not enough to ride around with my family, considering we are on about an acre and a half with horses. So we decide to go off and around the neighborhood. My sister just got a dirt bike for Christmas and was having a blast on it. It's not anything big considering that she's still very young and she just started on an actual bike. We were going about 15 to 20 miles an hour since my sister wanted to keep up with us and she was stuck in second gear since she feels like she's not ready for third gear yet. So I was at my house at the time and my mom calls me. She says that the ATV my grandma and step grandpa were riding had stalled out. So I hopped on my quad to go and save the day. They were parked on the side of a long stretch of dirt road, not too far from our house. I look at the ATV for a minute and the gas was flipped off. As soon as I figured that out, an entitled Karen comes out of her house and starts screaming at us. She says, are you guys aware that this is a residential area? My uncle then says, yeah, we just live down the road. She then starts to screech at us by saying, you guys do know that it's illegal to race these things. You can't do that around here. My mom then chimes in and says, ma'am, we have lived here long enough to know this is in fact not illegal since it is county land and we are on a dirt road. In case you haven't noticed, plenty of people do this all the time. This entitled Karen then cuts my mom off. She then starts yelling to a friend who was off to the side who just randomly appeared out of nowhere. This entitled Karen then starts screaming, did you get pictures of them? Which her friend responds by nodding their head. This entitled Karen then starts to go off on us, claiming that she owns the road. Yes, the road that leads to the main road, the most populated road for people living in this neighborhood, and she's claiming that she owned all of it. I tell my grandma and my grandpa to just go home because it's a waste of time, and they had dinner in the oven. This lady then starts swearing at us, but I just ignore her, and I try to get the ATV started, and I needed this thing to start since I gave my ATV to my grandma and my grandpa. So anyways, she does not like that, and she starts yelling about how I'm being disrespectful, and I admit I was a bit disrespectful, but she was just spewing out the same nonsense on how she owned the road and how it was illegal to ride motorized vehicles here. So I stopped trying to start it to then try to pump some gas into it since the ATV was pretty much starved of fuel for a good mile. So then she starts going off about how we're racing, which really makes me try to wonder how she came to that conclusion. But then I started to connect the dots and that she was trying to blame the racing that was apparently happening on this road on my family as opposed to the people up the road who were actually doing it. Yeah, you caught us lady. Me and my younger sister who's eight years old, who has a mini dirt bike, were racing up and down this road. That's just absolutely ludicrous. I mean, I knew who she was referring to because some kids were notorious for causing problems and had been flying down the road, but it definitely was not us. But regardless, she still tried to pin the blame on us. Eventually, I just signal my family to follow me because I finally got the ATV started and this entitled Karen continues to scream about how disrespectful I am, all while we're leaving to go home. And you know what? Honestly, I don't even care that I was disrespectful or whatever she had to say because we had to sit there for 15 minutes and listen to her blabber on. So honestly, if anyone was being disrespectful in this situation, it was this entitled Karen trying to pin some kind of noise complaint she had on me and my family. The way this Karen was acting was just not appropriate. She saw people on dirt bikes, ATVs, and quads and thought to herself, yep, those are the people. Like, come on, do some research first. And it's also further evidence that she knows the rules 
rules of this road. It's clearly legal that people can drive around with these things and there's no big deal or any kind of problem. So seriously, this Karen just needs to relax and she needs to figure out who's actually bothering her in her day-to-day activities while also realizing that no, she does not own this road and she has no say over who drives up and down it. That's a ridiculous statement and no police officer would ever take that seriously. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My girlfriend has had head lice for months and even though I've tried to help her get rid of it, she states it's too much work to get rid of and she would rather just deal with it. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So my girlfriend works in childcare. About eight months or so ago, she caught head lice from the children she works with. This is a genuine occupational hazard and one I'm familiar with from my own childhood and teenage years. So I did my best to not freak out as we got down and dirty with the treatment and the combing. She has very long and thick wavy hair. So this was a real struggle. And for weeks, we just could not get rid of the lice. Thankfully, I have my hair in a bob. So even though I inevitably caught them too, I was easily sorted. But my girlfriend's lice just kept coming back. Maybe we were missing something in her long hair during the endless combing. Or maybe she was getting reinfested at work. But this went on and on. And she got more and more frustrated. About two months in, she pretty much gave up trying to treat her hair properly. She claimed that it's pointless trying to eradicate her lice problem when she will just get them again from the kids at her work. And now, every time I try to bring up this topic, she tries to shut discussion down, making all sorts of excuses about how lice are just part and parcel of her line of work and insisting that it's fine because she does the occasional comb out in the shower to keep the lice under control. Every time I offer to do the combing for her, she says that we have to set aside time for it because it takes so long. But when the time comes, so does another excuse for why we can't do it right now. Six months of going around in circles has worn me down. This is getting really frustrating because we live together in a one-bedroom flat and it's a pain to constantly discover every few weeks that she's passed them on to me again. The itching drives me crazy. I don't enjoy combing and it's generally really annoying. I get that she's insecure about it because I've lived this experience myself, having constantly had lice as a kid all the way up to secondary school because my younger half-siblings kept giving them to me. But I also know that with enough effort, you can get rid of lice and even do quite a lot to prevent yourself from getting them again. I know they're basically harmless, but they're gross and annoying and it's super embarrassing when I have them too, especially when I'm at work or out with friends, constantly trying not to scratch. Thankfully, nobody else knows, but we are probably and thankfully just flying under the radar. I love this girl, but I am so sick of her never-ending lice problem. I really want to help her, but how do I crack this code of getting rid of this lice completely? How do I get it into her head that I want this sorted out for her sake? What should I do? So let me get this straight. You're literally with somebody who doesn't want to get rid of lice because it's too much work, and she is also probably reinfecting other children in her line of work as well? Like, that is absolutely crazy to me. The fact that she's not willing to put in that work is seriously disturbing. And by the way, I'm pretty sure lice can get in your bedding, as well as your couch and your carpet and all these other areas. Like, that is probably why you can't get rid of the lice, because you get rid of it in your hair, but it's still literally everywhere. That is absolutely disgusting, in my opinion. And there really is no good excuse other than just laziness. And this lady works in childcare. Who knows how many kids now have lice, simply because your girlfriend is choosing not to take care of this. Like, if that happened to me, I definitely would have shaved my head by now and said, you know what? Time to start afresh. Let's just grow it back out. And I know that's easy to say since I'm a guy, but the point being is 
that she needs to take responsibility for this problem. And in my opinion, this is a serious red flag. So hopefully you can get this sorted out because lice is a nightmare and there really is no good excuse for not wanting it gone. Today, I messed up by holding a grudge for 29 years against a kid at my school who called me a name that devastated me for years. And now after approaching him and basically confronting him about this, he not only doesn't remember this situation, but I practically made a fool of myself in the process. Here's what happened. So to start off, all the names in this story are fake. About 29 years ago, I was in the third grade. I took one of the carrot packs out of my lunchbox, the kind that came with a little cup of ranch dressing. All of a sudden, this kid by the name of Balthazar said, Hey everybody, look, Tim is a carrot boy. And everyone at the whole lunch table started to laugh. And I couldn't believe it. And you know what? For some reason, that incident really stuck with me. Nobody really brought it up again, but I became self-conscious in elementary school for trying to eat carrots. Later, I lost the self-consciousness, but all through school and into adulthood, I always thought of that, and I built it up in my head as this big disrespectful insult to me. Whenever I eat carrots, the memory pops up, basically involuntarily. Whenever I see carrots, I remember Balthazar saying, Hey everyone, look, Tim is a carrot boy, and I hear the laughter in my head. What you should know is that I am from a small town, and although I left, a lot of the kids I knew are still there. I saw that over the holiday, there was an impromptu high school reunion event scheduled. I decided to show up, as I haven't seen these people regularly in a long time. Well, who should be there but Balthazar himself? All of a sudden, the old anger welled up inside of me. I don't know what I was thinking. It seems so ridiculous now. But I saw a big tray of carrots meant for everyone at the buffet table, and I picked up the entire tray and carried it to Balthazar's table. I started eating carrots angrily. Everyone at the table and surrounding tables were staring at me. I then said, well, I guess I'm still a carrot boy, huh? I almost immediately realized my mess up when everyone looked at me like I was insane and had no idea what I was referencing. So I awkwardly asked Balthazar and the other people around if they remembered calling me a carrot boy in the third grade. But I quickly realized that nobody did. So I said, this did happen. You really did call me a carrot boy. And he was like, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Somebody next to me put their hand on my arm and whispered to me, are you doing okay? As if I was having a mental breakdown of some kind. I was so embarrassed that I just got up and I left. Multiple people have texted me asking me if I am all right and why I even did that in the first place. And did I really have to hold a grudge for some innocuous, silly remark that a third grader made almost 30 years ago? When it was put to me like that, I realized maybe I was the one being weird. Balthazar wasn't like a bully or something like that. Aside from that one insult, he never did anything else to me. And in high school, he was kind of well known as being a good person. I had built it up as this major incident, but nobody else even remembered it. I was horrified to find several people from the reunion unfriending me on Facebook. And I saw photos of the event and someone tagged me in the background as Carrot Boy. And none other than Balthasar himself responded to the post asking the poster to please remove the tag, even though several other people had replied with laughing emojis. Now, I feel like I made a huge fool of myself and can never show myself in this town ever again. Well, maybe that's okay. I don't really like this town anyways, but I am so embarrassed. I can hardly sleep and it had been a few weeks since the incident and now I don't know what to do. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. 
That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you build this up into something that was such a big deal, but in reality, nobody even cared. I think it would have been a lot different if you went to that event and someone was like, oh, look, it's Carrot Boy. That would be an entirely different situation. But to go to this guy's table unannounced with a tray full of carrots, mind you, and start to say, well, I guess I'm still a Carrot Boy, huh? Is, in my opinion, very weird. And I don't blame the people around you for asking if you're okay and basically implying, hey, are you having like a mental breakdown or something like that? Because from the outside looking in, it really would look like that. So I think, if anything, just move on from this situation. And I would unfriend the people who are tagging you as Carrot Boy because that's just being really petty, if you ask me. Sure, what you did was really weird and you really should not have done that, but the way they're acting is also very immature. And you don't need those types of people in your life. My boyfriend doesn't drive, he doesn't want to go to school, and he doesn't want to work. And at this point, I'm at a loss, and I'm starting to doubt our relationship, and I don't know what to do. So to start off, I want to be as un biased and as clear as possible. I don't want to break up with this person and I want to approach this after hearing some perspectives. My boyfriend and I met in June of 2021 and have been dating since October 2021. He is a lovely man. He's supportive, kind, sweet, and handsome. He makes me laugh and always gives me a lot of love and reassurance. In a lot of ways, he is my ideal partner, but there are some areas of concern I have that I would like to know about how to approach. I graduated from university last year and currently working full time as well as volunteer. I'm currently saving to buy property and we both live separate from our parents. My boyfriend does not study and has not finished high school. For context he's 24 years old. I do not judge him in any form as I know school is not for everyone. When we met he was working labor and was very good at saving money. However since we met he quit his job. The hours were really draining and he was depressed. He also cannot drive so he had to use the bus two hours 
hours each way. I supported his decision as I just wanted him to be happy. He now works at a restaurant for about eight hours a week. I was asking him what his plans are for the future and he always says that he'll figure it out but that nothing really works out for him and that school isn't an option because his ADHD is terrible and he failed out of high school. On his time off, he mostly just plays games or goes to see friends. I have suggested options for his ADHD but his family is against medication so that is just not an option. He frequently expresses his concern of being behind me. I do not like when he puts himself down because life is not a race and we have very different backgrounds. I assured him that I just want him to be able to sustain himself and find something that he is passionate about. Another issue is that we live about 30 minutes away from each other and if I don't make the drive, he has to Uber, which is expensive, especially since he only works 8 hours and I don't want him to go use his savings on Uber. I can only really make the drive to see him once or twice a week and it's just becoming very stressful which I expressed to him. I am honestly at a loss. He is the kindest person I've ever met and we get along so well. I love being around him. However, I am worried that he is not working towards anything and it's making me have doubts, especially since he keeps talking to me about marriage. What should I do? I think the original poster needs to look at the contradiction here. At the beginning of this, they said, look, I don't want to break up with this person. But at the same time, they are clearly talking about having doubts, especially when it comes to marriage. So seriously, which one is it? Do you want to stay with this guy or not? Because on the outside looking in, he does not look like someone who's taking his life seriously. He dropped out of high school and at the age of 24, he hasn't gone back to try and get his GED or anything similar to that, like seriously. It also seems like he's just making excuses as to why he isn't pursuing higher education or even just a basic education to begin with. It's great that he's got a job at the restaurant, but that is not enough. And it sounds like you are definitely going to be taking care of him probably for the rest of your life if you get married. So all in all, I think you've got some serious decisions to make. And I think you need to get serious about this. If he's not the person for you and this is not the person you want to get married to, then let that be your answer. Because based on what you've described, it doesn't sound like he's doing very much to further your relationship. And that is seriously something you need to consider moving forward. Today, I messed up by absolutely getting plastered at my friend's housewarming party. And now I really regret my behavior. So before we start the main story, let me first give you a little bit of context. I'm a 20-year-old male and an engineering student. And my college is about 68 kilometers away from the place where I stay. I usually travel via train from my home to college. So one of my college friends got a place on rent near our college and invited me as well as everyone else for a small housewarming party. Our small party started near 4 p.m. and I was supposed to be home at about 7 p.m. as I had to attend a wedding of one of my relatives with my family. Now, whenever I drink, I usually start taking a few just as a warm-up and then I take it slow. But today, something inside me, which I've never seen before, woke up from his slumber and decided that he will drink so much that his liver won't know what hit him. I started off with a few drinks as usual, but I forgot to stop after a few. I kept drinking and drinking, and eventually I became so plastered that I started bumping into walls, and I started pointing each one of my friends out and telling them whether I trusted them or not, and did a few more things before I passed out in the washroom. When I slightly came to my senses, I woke up in the girl's bed, and everyone else was gone. I started panicking, thinking that everyone had abandoned me and went home, until I realized that it was 5.30pm at that point. And least we forget, I've got a 7pm deadline. So I told my friend that I'll be going too. She then assured me that nobody has abandoned me. Everybody just went home to get extra clothes because everyone will be staying for the night. But I had to be home by 7pm or else 
I would have been scolded pretty badly by my mom, and I was in no shape or form to be traveling in crowded trains. My friend said this same thing, but I told her that I'm fine, and after I said that, the first thing I did when I got out of bed was bump into the wall and fall face first onto the floor. I got back up and left while my friend tried to stop me. So my friend had gotten her apartment in a pretty huge complex, and my idiot self got lost on the premises, and I couldn't find the exit for the life of me. After a few failed attempts and running in circles around four cars, a security guard saw me and escorted me to the exit. Then I got a cab and went to the nearest railway station, and that was the last thing I remembered that night. When I came fully to my senses, I was sitting under a hot shower in my house's bathroom, and I had a small burn mark on my hand and two on my right calf. I had no memory of how I got here and how those marks appeared whatsoever. I checked my mobile phone to see if I could get any clues on what happened. I had sent my live location to one of my friends and I talked with my mom too. I gave a call to the friend I had sent my live location to and asked him whether he knows how I came home and how those marks appeared. It turns out sometime before passing out in the washroom, I was apparently smoking and I thought it would be too much of a drag to go get an ashtray. So I decided to make my hand and my calf one instead. But even my friend had no idea how I got home. Then after quite a while of trying to remember, a small montage of events played in my head where I first see the railway station, then I see that I'm in a very crowded train, then I'm asking cabs to take me home, and then spraying myself with deodorant before entering my house. This is honestly the most plastered I've ever been. And while I made it barely in time, I don't plan on ever drinking like that anytime soon ever again. Yeah, that definitely seems like a really big problem. You went to a housewarming party and you got plastered and you fell asleep on the bed of the person who was living in that house. Definitely not a good look. So next time, just make sure you pace yourself a little bit better or at least have a friend nearby who can take care of you just in case you take things too far. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description and if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.